I have to say that I've never liked graduation ceremonies. I mean, not yours, that's not my own. I, I didn't like graduating from eighth grade. I didn't like it in high school. I didn't like it in college. I didn't like it in graduate school. And the reason was I grew in friendship with a lot of people that struggled with me for those eight or four and four and four years. And I did all kinds of things to try to accomplish and use my talents and grow in knowledge. And, and I always felt a kind of a sadness when it came. But that wasn't what I experienced with my classmates. They were, hey, we're out of here and all this stuff. So I don't know what their feelings are. Um, and I don't think I'll find out. But I just always felt that this was, um, it was a moment of great accomplishment. But it was, there was a kind of a sad feeling to leaving and, and going our separate ways. And, and I know that after several years of school together, people will go to all different kinds of high schools. Some people may see their classmate for the last time tonight. And, and I think there's a kind of sadness to that. I also feel kind of like a baker, um, but that I didn't bake the whole cake, that there were several layers and all kinds of people participated. They created all kinds of frostings, and my part was only to spread the frosting over the top of the cake. Um, because um, I, I feel like I'm the least significant person here tonight for all kinds of reasons. Parents, grandparents, godparents, family, friends. These are your kids. And I'm sure this night is incredible. And I just look and observe the teachers and the principals year after year when I do graduations. And, and I think they, this is an evening of accomplishment and uh, a final moment, but, but I think there probably is a little sadness always in, uh, in the teachers and in the principal and the staff as they see, uh, especially eighth grade leave after they've spent at least a year in some leadership and, and have affected the school in a lot of ways. So I come just really, I think, to sprinkle a little stuff on top of the cake. That's all my job is tonight. Except, too, that my job is to try to take out of the prayer and the readings something that would uh, be helpful. So I hear in the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, um, it's a warning. It's a be careful, graduates, because you've been formed and shaped in your faith and in love and you've received a Catholic education, which, and this is not in any way to denigrate any public schools or anything, they do their job and they do it very well, but, but there's something unique and special to a Catholic education, that every single day filtered into your life is your faith. And it just so happens we celebrated the Feast of the Trinity last weekend, and at the school mass, I'm sure I said it, I said it all the masses, as I went through Catholic school every single day, I did this 20 times a day, at least 20 times a day, making the sign of the cross and praying in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's got to have an effect over you over time. What's it do to you to name yourself, to mark yourself with the cross, to proclaim to everybody standing around you, your own peers, your own peers, that I'm marked with the cross in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So as you go forth, this first reading says, be careful. There's a lot of influences out there. 
I'll say for one, I'm in my 70s. I think most of the parents are between, I'll be generous, 20 to 40, something like that, whatever. Um, I know there were drugs around even in my day, but not like today. The forces out there are really, really tough. And I think this group of young people, what they're going through in the next 10 and 15 and 20 years is four times harder than what we went through, at least. And so I hope that what they received in their education and in their faith um, is powerful and gives them all the tools that they need. The second reading, Paul was leaving this Philippian community, and they were in tears. And I don't know if our principal, if you're in tears, or teachers, if you're in tears, but I suspect, even if they don't show them, that they're in their hearts. Because there's no way that you can spend, even if you have this class only for one year, one year of teaching, and looking in their eyes and listening to their responses and their, all the writings and all the things that they did, their questions and their good days and their bad days and everything else, and see real, live human people that are in formation. And it must always be hard to say goodbye, to, to let them go free, let them go to continue their life and, and in a way lose that contact with them. But for me, the connective tissue in this readings tonight is the section that I read, the Gospel of John. And um, if you're big on using the internet, I refer you to usccb.org. Uh, it's one of the great resources of our lives, usccb.org, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops.org. And if you go into that website, you can open up the Bible, and every single book of the Bible is in there, every introduction to those books, footnotes to everything in that, and it's a tremendous resource. And I suspect if you went there and opened up chapter 17, you'd find all kinds of footnotes, and you should. This is the only place I know of, I know of in the scriptures, other than when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray and what to pray when they said, teach us to pray, and he taught them they are Father. And the only other time is the brief prayer that he said in the garden, you know, Father, if you can take this cup away from me, please take it away, but your will be done, not mine. But chapter 17 of John is different. He prays for us. He prays for you and me. And in this gospel, John prays that the Father would keep us close to him and in his name, that the Father would dwell in us and we would dwell in the Father, that we would know the Spirit, that we would have his grace. He prays for unity, oneness, for truth. He prays that as he was sent into the world, we would be sent into the world and that we'd accomplish what he was trying to accomplish, building the kingdom of God. So here we are. This is the night we celebrate your departure from St. Bernard's School. This is the night that we celebrate your passage from a, a young life into something much more in high school. This is when we send you forth, believing in you, believing that you will accomplish the best that you can accomplish, that you will become your best person in the years ahead. 
And we know by the time that you become adults, you will go through a lot, a lot of struggle in these next four years in particular. And should you go into college or university, the same then too, if not more. But we have invested, I think, your parents have invested, your families have invested in you deeply. This parish has said, we want to keep a Catholic school here because we believe in it. And we believe that you have the capability not only of finding great happiness in your own life and becoming your best person, but making a real difference. And I would just say, shortly in closing, when you look around the world, there's a lot going on in our world today. A lot of sadness, a lot of craziness, a lot of shootings on campuses and everywhere else. Um, people beating up people on the street, stabbing people. It's a crazy world right now. And we need people like you to make a difference. Um, I don't know about all you parents and adults, but you know, I look at these people and say, they, we say this all the time, they really are our future, but they really are our future. And we've not just invested them in them because they're your children, but because they're the future for us and for our planet, for our nation, for the world. And what a difference it makes when people are filled with grace and love and blessing. What a difference it makes when people have values and dreams and hopes. And what a difference when people believe in themselves, when they say, I can make a difference. You know, when I got ordained to be a priest 47 years ago, I was sent to San Marino. I asked the, the bishop, we had an office where we could request where we'd like to go, and I said, I'd like to go to the poorest parish in the inner city. I just wanted that. So they sent me to San Marino. It wasn't exactly poor. <laughs> but this was the thing that I felt in my very first year of priesthood. Wow. Every single weekend, I get up and speak to a thousand people, and I have the chance as a priest to influence a thousand people about their lives. And they come with open minds and open hearts for the most part, and they allow me to guide them, to share the truth that we believe in as Catholics. What an extraordinary gift. And I said to myself, I'm not the most intelligent man on this earth. Uh, there are other priests of my own classmates that were much better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But nonetheless, I get this chance. I get this chance to influence people's lives, their hearts, their hopes, their dreams. And I asked this graduating class, grab onto that. That's what you've got. And you can make a difference, and I hope you will make a difference, and I believe you can make a difference. And so we celebrate you with great honors tonight, with gratitude for you, with joy for you, with a little bit of sadness as you leave, but also believing that you are going to make a difference. And we continue our celebration lifting you up and joining with you in our prayers. Please stand.